Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. Welcome to Newcastle's first storytellers. Always was. Always will be. I'd like to say Mirambina, Kawiti, Bachi, Antin, Telawalanuranga, Wajijuku, Kuri Guris Maris, and Mulumbimba. So I said, welcome friends, come here, all of you sit down and listen as we speak the truth about Aboriginal people here in this place in Newcastle. It's good to see you again, Uncle Bill. Marabayama, it's good to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm just me. I'm a very proud Aboriginal man. I was brought up uh, in a family of 11, seven beautiful sisters, four brothers, strong mum and dad. Always told to be proud and uh, walk tall and keep the Asian culture alive and breathing and climb that mountain, fly that eagle. Follow your dream and your vision. Don't let anyone stop you or pull you back. Very good. And tell us about your big family. My family, I said, is uh, I come from 11. I'm the last man standing. And uh, we're very closely knitted. Uh, we came down here. There were hardly any um, Aboriginal people around. But we knew where we were. We identified. As our father said, you're equal if not better, but you're equal. So don't let them put you down. And we face racism at the fullest. It's like a raw egg way back then. But it's like pouring water on a duck's back because we knew we were. And it didn't worry us. And uh, that came from upbringing and teaching from our mum and dad, dad and mum, and our people, our elders. And I believe... Um, that stood us good. And when we came here, we ended up winning a contract on the 3rd of March 1969 at BHP, $20,000. Uh, built on our blending plan. Uh, Tim Smythe of McDonald's Construction. And Dave Ruddle was the head uh, BHP engineer. We used to call him Mr. BHP. We became very close friends. And we were the first ever to touch that track. It was just myself, my father, my two brothers, and brother-in-laws and uncles. And uh, we had lay enough track to pay their wages, pay our candles, Descurrent and Stan McLean way back then. And for plant eye we hired. The men took more on than us, but returned a million dollars of that first year. And we grew from 12 to 200 men. 75% out to be Aboriginals. After that, we didn't care about nationalities, what colour, what race. As long as we can get 14 pound hammer, a number three shovel, work nine hours and 48 hour shutdowns on this land track and installing track. And we've done a lot of labour hire. And we built our oil, iron ore blending plant in Waratah, 150 young fellas. We laid track in Kurgan Highland, uh, had 40 odd men down there in our steels, done the grain elevator ward out west. We laid out a lot of track everywhere. Because what we'd done, our work spoke for itself. It brought on the next contracts, next jobs. Because when we'd done it, we was always told to do it right the first time. And we'd done it. And we'd done it in under the times that's estimated. It was good. Very good. That's awesome. Why is Newcastle such a great place to live? Simple. Simple. When we came here, we came in 55 during the Maitland flood, right? Got to meet a lot of people. 
Then we got out by ourselves, my brother and I, laying track and building track. Then we set up a company, R.H. Bobsmith and W.D. Billsmith, railway laying contractors. And we moved from them. And we was treated as people. And he material to what to talk about Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. There's good non-Aboriginal people as well as good Aboriginal people. And we got out and done what we had to do and built bridges between cultures and peoples. That way we could walk together hand in hand so our children could walk hand in hand as one without losing a place of belongings or their country or their heritage or their origin. And Newcastle was good in that sense. So was Lake Macquarie, the other valley as a whole because we was ever first, not only ever contractors in New South Wales, Australia, right? Mm. We was the first to raise a flag here in Newcastle and Lake Macquarie. We was first ever put a flag on a big cathedral in Church Street. And a dear old man going way back then, old Lyle Monroe Senior, passed on. He's having a state funeral on the 11th of July. And him and uh, Judy Musk, a strong woman, and Jim Wright and them were in the paper. But hey, you know what? An old fellow, an old friend of mine, an old Italian, was celebrating his 60th birthday. And he found this press release. December... 1973, would you believe that? How long ago was that? It's 2020. Yes. Right? But guess what the Newcastle Morning Herald said? What? That Bill Smith and George Griffiths are hard workmen, but they're Aboriginals. Wow. But they're Aboriginals. So if you ever get that and read it, it'll tell you the vision that had way back then for our people, and we've achieved all that today. Yeah. We've got organisations, got beautiful organisations looking after peoples. Yeah. We set that example because we have to put a f- formation, a foundation and footprints for the next generation of folly, the young children, because they're our next leaders. Yeah. Thanks for being part of our story and listening to Newcastle's first storytellers. Always was. Always will be. Find more information about our Aboriginal history via the Newcastle Library History Collection. What are some of the defining moments in your life and Beg i think yours? some of the defining moments in your life living here in newcastle what's that mean so that have shaped you as a person what are some of the well let me say this i was shaped prior to coming here i knew the track i was going to walk i knew the mountains i was going to climb and we took it front on and followed it and the beautiful thing about it that we opened up doors and we rubbed shoulders with all peoples right we moved forward and we had children, families. And I want to pay my respects to those. Like there's 12 of us, hey, my fathers and brothers and brother-in-laws and uncles ever to come again and lay this track. But our wives, their wives, stood beside us. And that was everything. So we give credit where it's due. So Newcastle opened up a gateway, opened up a door for the betterment and goodwill and defence of our people to where today... We've got that many organisations, one of the biggest organisations in New South Wales, probably Australia. Mm. Orbital Limited. It found way back in 69, $5. Guess how we started? $5. Yes, and let me tell you what happened. Tell me. I'll tell you, right? Because Newcastle is good. What happened way back then, like, when they said we started with $5? Yeah. Yeah. $5 can't even get you a cup of coffee. I know today, right? <laughs> we opened up that account and as I said, that lay enough track to cover everything. We've done it. 
and the wire stood beside it, but was able to walk hand in hand with people and be treated as people. Because my mother and father said, respect oneself and respect other people the same way. Treat people the same way you want to be treated and speak to them the same way. And that way you can walk tall and be proud. But don't back back and don't let people pull you down. And we've never done that. That's why we've got all these organisations around the place here, because of us. Our people didn't come out to identify then. Like in that same press release, I'm challenging our people to come out. Where are you? There's got to be a thousand of you around here. There's about eight, nine, maybe ten around here now, just on the lakeside. And I said, uh, come on out and identify. Be proud. Yeah. Right? And from there, they screw. And from there, they start a 1975 resettlement. That's why there's a lot of different language groups and mobs mm. here. Because my brother and I had employment and jobs and all that to off from. Yeah. That's where it grew from. You want to know something? We had 700 people march up the street way back then. We was the first to ever bring a Minister of Affairs here. Kavanagh, Senator Kavanagh. We had uh, Sir Doug Nicholas, an Aboriginal Helder from South Australia. Yeah. Right? We had, uh, what was his name, Don Blair, baritone singer. When was this? Oh, gee, back in the late 60s, early 70s. We had the key of Newcastle City Council, not just to one room, to all rooms. And we filled with discussions and opening and talks. Okay. We had 500 at the old uh, club that collapsed during an earthquake. Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. At and a conference, we had 200 in uh, Lake Macquarie Dance Hall. Yeah. Right? And we, as we led that march to show and make people aware that we're here. Yeah. We're going to move and we're going to advance. Yeah. And we're going to build this community. Yeah. If you talk to Doug, uh, what's your name? John McNaughton, about 12 months, if that, six months back, he made a statement at a meeting. See that man sitting over, Bill Smith? Him and his brother contributed a lot to the advancement of this community for Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal. He said, matter of fact, when he had 3,000 march and walk up the foreshores way back then, we had old Charles Perkins, bless him, and old, uh, what's his name? Oh, gee, he was a federal member. Bonner, Senator Bonner and all that. The Lord Mayor had about a 1,000 following him. Non-Aboriginal had the other two, right? Mm-hmm. And we met there and took them all through a smoking ceremony. They met our elders, shook their hands and hugged them and the whole people walking this land, this country, so we walked together as one. Then we shared our heritage culture in Crawford and dancers' performance, nine groups. He said that was the foundation of Aboriginal and non-Aboriginals in this valley coming together. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Newcastle's first storytellers. Always was, always will be. Access these stories and more from Newcastle Library's website or app. Can you share a little on some of the local stories, cultural stories and traditional sites that you feel most connected to? Okay, we can tell you some things and some things we can't tell you, right? But uh, we've got sites here in this valley equal to any in Australia. You talk about education. There's no such thing as education, education, culture, just knowledge handed down from old people, generation to generation, family to family, about you got your little kindies, you got your preschools, your daycares, your primaries, high schools, universal. Ours is out there. 
They're not just a grooving, not just a painting. They're a teaching and learning place where the elders take you. Like the old women. Wow, way back a thousand years ago, they had a very unique structure, sustainable in place, governed by our old men and women. And the old women just look after the young women and teach them how to hunt and gather and fish and get the various berries and fruits and tucker and the healing plants. The men done the same. And we have that connection with the land, the earth, our mother, Memegawaja. Because you want to know why? Why? She held everything in her belly and gave us everything. We only took what we needed to take to live and survive. Didn't kill for the whole fun, but didn't pollute the environment because our mother gave us everything. We had one of the most richest nutrition diets going. We just walked out there and plucked it and got it. We'd come down out of the mountain from the fresh water to the salt water change of diet and tucker, but we'd always patch fire and stick fire burn off before we'd come down here. Never had bushfires, that's the reason why. And you've ever heard of middens? Mm. Well, right, when we got the shellfish around, we stacked them. We didn't just pollute the earth, our mother. Because we told an urchin, careful to walk it, barefooted. And I'll but I'll you the boss fella and boy, the creative all creation. It was here in this valley. Scotty Hound about walk when you're here. Stop, sit, be still and listen. And nurture it and look after it. So those sites here, very, very, what would you call, spiritual and connected. Mm. We're connected to because it's our knowledge that's handed down. It's a part of this country, Australia. And we're looking at, you know, as you say, with the very sites, it's about oneself. It's about sitting in a circle of life. It's about getting your knowledge from side to side and learning and sharing and teaching. So there's a lot of sites here. If you know what they're about and what they're, where they're from. Like there's an old frog here, ain't you heard about him? You know, a long time ago there's a drought, eh? Yes. And he's only one little water hole in a camp. And he hopped in there as big as this room. You ever seen him? Take three or four for 13 ton cranes to lift him if they could lift him. And he drank all the water, but he come down, hey. All the old women and kids all saying, wait, let rain, save us, give us some. They were throwing spears at him, torch, stones and that. Nah, he was big and tough. So he drank it all up and he hopped away where he's sitting up in the hills today. Just like I'm looking at you, you know you're a woman. You're looking at him and knowing he's a frog. But he forgot our old fellas and our people could track and they tracked him. They asked him to release some water. Uh uh, he just sat there, right? So guess what happened? What? They smoked him. They sung him. And if you used to come around, you'd poke in the ribbon, you'd jump and start to giggle and laugh, hey? Right? So they just stayed done with him. Out come the water back down to the waterways. Fill the water all up. Straight away, they turned to rock. Why? So did, Why? So he didn't drink it all up again? No. It's a, it's a teaching and learning place. Don't be greedy. Care for one another. Share with, with one another. Right? Then you go further to the valley and you'll find this great big goga lizard. Hey. He's there. All the old women's like that and the, the fish... Uh, down on the river fishing and camping and they had these grooving and grinding dishes where they grind the seed to make the flour and bush damper and all that. But 
there was a certain place you'd go and you couldn't go. And the young ladies were told, hey, get in after dark, and old fellas moving through, right? So I was counting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven with their fingers, right? And they jumped from 12 to 14, one's missing. They look again, they look again. <laughs> so they all come in and they follow their tracks and they tracked him to the mouth of this old lizard, big and wide as this room, right? Guess what he'd done? What? He poked his tongue out and swallowed him. So they asked him to release the little fella. But he wouldn't, so they'd done the same thing. Bust his gut open, his belly fell out, and that's all the shapes of different rocks of his gizzard and belly and all that. Little fella came out, sent him home. We couldn't write, but it's a place, it's about don't go where you shouldn't go, listen to your elders and be obedient. So what they do? Turn to rock, and where his belly come out is a cave. Fish are swimming that way, eh? Down to the river where the campsite is. Kangaroo going up into the mountains. Little boy here with a snake representing danger. Don't go past here. Mm. Don't go where you shouldn't go. You're in trouble. Yeah. So they're our places. That's why they're so valuable. Mm-hmm. That's why we say to developers and mining companies, all those people, stop, sit, be still and listen to us and let's find the middle of the road to preserve these because they're part of Australia and Australia was built and that knowledge that they took and learned from our people. Mm-hmm. You talk about Blacks and Wentworth, Lawson and Leichhardt and crossing the Blue Mountains, hey, for God's sake, I'm going on 60, 83 this month, and uh, July, and I was about Hi. nine at school, and the teacher talking about him crossing the Wentworth Mountains, that's not true. What? I said he followed the footsteps of our father. They led him across, they brought him across. If not, they'd have died, they'd have got lost. Mm. So the black fellow, our fellow, and mm. he just brought them across, right? Yeah. So that's not right. No, I'm going to be putting a call with a dunce cap, and I never even, got, never even got out for a break for me, 11 o'clock break, whatever they call it. And that was uh, in 1949. Wow. Right? And things, the system hasn't changed in a sense. There's been advancement mm. and movement said, that's good. But. Right? They recognised us as people for the first time on the 27th of May, 1967, but they didn't change the system. All peoples in material race, colour, creed, were confined by that system. So these sites are very special, very sacred, and very strong. You want to know something? We brought the law, every law back in place for the first time in 150 years, recorded by the University of Newcastle with the three old boss fellows. Uncle Lenny, Uncle Ed, Uncle Manji. It's in place even today. And it's about finding your roots and strengthening oneself. You know, language holds the key to your personality, your identity, the song lines, any lines from the various sites. And that's very valuable that our old people got and holding on and handing down. So it's rich as equal mm. to anywhere in Australia, overseas even. I've had them come from Paris, had them come from Japan, had them come from... Just about every country can name. We launched the very first Euro card for Stockholm, Sweden. Load and Nod. We launched that. Mm. And uh, it was the first ever to do a crobbery in the uh, whole uh, Palmer House 
in Macquarie Street was the first ever. What year was black that? And, when black and white. It's when they were having the uh, Olympic Games here because night was at the Olympic Games way back then. The Olympic Games. Yeah. And you'd done the first crobbery? Yeah, we'd done the opening. Uh, Bob Carr was a premier. Okay. And Peter Collins was the opposition leader in Parliament at Macquarie Street in Sydney. Yeah, okay. The oldest Parliament House in Australia. Yeah. We flew in from over launching the Eurocard, one world, one card for Stockholm, Sweden, straight in and done the performance. They've got it documented, got it on a video, right? We sang the first big crawberry at Newcastle University, 22 different crawberries, recorded, and explained what they mean. That's what it's all about. So when you talk about sights mm. and what they mean, they're very meaningful, they're very strong, they're mm. very powerful. Yeah. Put your right hand on your belly. If one's in harmony with oneself, you're spiritually linked and connected to all living, breathing things because everything has a spirit. And that's why we lived in harmony mm. with the land, the earth, our mother. What are your hopes and what are your dreams for the future, it says of Australia, but for the future of Newcastle? Well, you know what? My, uh, as I said earlier, my mother and father said, climb that mountain, fly that eagle, follow your vision, follow your dream, but dream. And all those things way back then, as I said, in the 50s and 60s, it's come to reality today where we've got these organisations and the biggest and best-run organisations looking after elders, age, disabled, crook people, sick people, outreach, medical centres, doctors and all that, nurses and all that. Mm. So looking after our people and giving them. And that was a dream, not a dream, it was a vision way back then. And if you get that paper, I'll drop it in one day. That's what I'm saying, way back then. Yeah. And I led um, 900 people of different religious groups way back 40, 50 years ago. And I got the, the prayer that I wrote out there in the car, asking people to walk with us, yeah. listen to us, and let the fires burn and unite it when dew grows, it comes across the land. So, yeah, looking that uh, the respect, recognition and rights of peoples, all peoples, but especially us, will be mm -hmm. endeared to and listened to and act upon, not just shelved. We're tired of people coming out and studying us and taking, uh, what would you call it, blood, and taking it back and shelving it. Mm. But you know what they do too, the old fellow said, old men and women, they come, get our knowledge, Go back and write it through their eyes and their words. Mm -hmm. And they grab what they say is their knowledge. Hey, come on, come off it. Be honest <laughs> with oneself. That's right. That's where they got it from, our people. Well, yeah. give something back to that community. Yeah. Don't take, 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 take. That's why the earth is retaliating now. There's been too much taken, not enough give. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that earthquake give the old boss man? was in there, right? And they asked him, NBN Channel 3, what do you reckon? He said, keep in a field of my mother and she'll keep coming back at you. And you see these bushfires? Yep, and the droughts. We have had them. You know why? Every mob would stick fire, burn off, patch fire, burn off. But in the last 200 something odd years, people weren't allowed, the farmers and property owners weren't allowed to do their burning. So all that fuel grew. Mm. And what happened? We got one of the biggest bushfires going. All that technology all of it could not control it. Mm. You've got to manage, you've got to walk with it, work with it. It's time to get back to the old ways, the proper ways. Walk 
the land, manage the land, and take a leaf out of the Aboriginal, the first people, indigenous people, and start patch fire and stick fire burning off. Yeah. So we have a place, and our children have a place, and the habitats and vegetation and all that will survive. And yeah. Live. Powerful. Powerful but truthful. Yeah, it's a fact of life. This is Newcastle's first storytellers. Always was, always will be. Newcastle Libraries has an inspiring array of e-learning and programs for you to be a part of. To access them, visit Newcastle Libraries website or app. And so this year's theme for um, NAIDOC Week is always was, always will be? Yes. What does that mean to you? What's happened to me? I'm just me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, I will not change. I know my beliefs, know my principles, know my values under our law and our practices, L-O-R-E. Mm. Right? And, uh, yeah, it's about coming together. It's about making the wider community aware that we're the first people. We have a lot to give, a lot to offer, a lot to share. Just stop, sit, be still, and sit with us and listen and learn that we can walk hand in hand. Our children can walk hand in hand without losing the place of belongings with heritage culture, mm. the denomination, immature race, colour, or creed. So NAIDOC is a very important awareness and sharing day and invite all peoples to come and join. They're going to march, march with us, right, for a reason, a purpose, yeah. constructive and positive. We're supposed to sign a treaty here, right, in 88, when Bob Walker was the Prime Minister, right? And Malcolm Fraser gave $2 million to us, National Level Conference, to do the Black Treaty, Avon Treaty, Makarata Treaty. And two million have heard of Nugget Coombs? He was head of the Reserve Bank. Bless him, he used to call him short arm Nugget Coombs. He didn't like putting his hand in his pocket <laughs> to do the White Treaty. <laughs> but the powers of bees didn't want this to happen without to come and negotiate and sit, communicate with us. So the rug was pulled out and it abolished. But 20,000 people marched that year in Sydney. Very constructive, very positive, very peaceful. So that's what we've done here years ago. We had the first mob and the 12 buses around New South Wales, bring all the people in and camp and Gangan Army Camp. The Army fed them and all that, and we paid for it. But we brought those 12 buses from all around New South Wales to here, to this water hole. Because all tracks and all footpaths and all water holes and rivers come to here mm. because we started. Yeah. We had that employment, had those jobs, get your own housing, burn your own people. Mm. We've done all that. So there we are. And I'm still me. Still wear the same hat and same boot. There you go. And I give my credit to my brothers and mum and dad and sisters and all them and all those people that walked with us. Yeah. That's not here today. Yeah. But had a lot to do. Yeah, I used to go out and what you call, negotiate for our fellas that was evicted out of the houses or wouldn't because when they spotted us Aboriginal, they wouldn't let them in or give it to them. Yeah. They were sleeping in cars under the bridges and all this and that. I fronted all that and got land for people and houses built. And then one day, just stepping way back, the men and all that, my brothers and all said, hey, you're doing a good job, but we should be looking to get someone to do that. And the first field officer was started here. And his name was uh, George Griffiths in the paper, our mob, our mob, Gummeroy fellow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, guess how he paid his wages? How? Out of 50 men or 100 men, the first one got paid, he took his helmet off and put 5 or $10 in. 
That's how we paid his wages. There yeah. was no DA around, no money around. Yeah. Then no TAFE and all that. Yeah. Right? They flew my brother and I into Cambria for three days and a couple of nights to pluck our reins. Right? That's why he got a lot of things. But that's what life's about. Yeah. Sharing and spreading. Sharing and spreading. Right? And that's what we've done. Phenomenal. Inspiring. And, yeah. you know, um, Newcastle is a great place to live. And yeah. we have lots of um, our mob growing up now. We have a massive Aboriginal yeah. population. Yeah. So be proud. Yeah. 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 So we had uh, that Archbishop from Canterbury, England. He came over here and we smoked him in Civic Pungak before taking him to the John McNaughton. I'm in uh, City Hall. And uh, a young lady was the first ever minister, priest, priest. She was there with us. And all these different nationalities, all these different uh, Christians and religious peoples. That's all right. We're about to finish up, but if there was one thing that you can think of, one of your favourite memories of Newcastle, what would it be? What would my special moment be here in Newcastle? Gee, there's a lot. <laughs> the most, I suppose the most memorial and precious thing was to be accepted as a person, as a man, Aboriginal man, descendants of the whole unique race of people in this land, this country. Solid. That was there, but I never ever gave or never ever forgive, give away my rights of sovereignty, rights to this land, this country. But to have people shake hand and recognise and share that with you was a great moment. And that's what John McNaughton said. That was a building of bridges and bridges and a gap for Aboriginal and Aboriginal to walk and come together. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your stories and your time. So blessed to sit here and have this conversation with you. Is there anything else you wanted to throw out before we wrap up? Well, let me tell you, apart from launching one world, one euro car for Stockholm, Sweden, uh, we led a delegation from Newcastle assisted visitors to Japan and we spent a lot of time, eight days there. We led their big march and all that and I'll never forget these dear old Japanese ladies, of three of them, gave us breakfast and my son said, Dad, look, she's looking, she's watching. What do you think? Why? I said, because she thinks we're going to pick it up and eat with our fingers but we'll fool and we'll get the sticks and whatever and eat it. But marching, going down the street, we stripped in an Argus, body paint, and we had an interpreter beside us. And they walked past and had a bit of a giggle, a bit of a laugh. And I said, what was that all about? Oh, they say you peculiar people. <laughs> I didn't know what peculiar meant. <laughs> right? And they, but they held us up and held a march up because they just want to take photos. And the other one was with uh, Saya, Japanese film star actress. Came out here, couldn't speak a word of English. She came seven years row, just this fellow. She wrote a book, so I told her she's never lost. She found a way. She was a little orphanage, and this Japanese singer lady years ago, she was a little girl, four or five, came into where she was in this home, and she just said, I want to be like her. And she grew up and became a film star actress. And we made a film. Corey Island on the big screen. We bought 20 odd dolphins eight mile up the river into Corey Island and had a swim with them, the dolphins. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's been a lot of good memories. Good memories and sharing with one another and sharing with all people. I've had 40 odd people from Paris. I've Marie Claire, she's my host for 18 days in the heart of Paris. Yeah. We were able to conference 1,500 people, right? Get a standing ovation. And the thing is that I, what would you say? 
offended her. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I didn't know her from a bar of soap, right? Yeah. But old Armory that and them had got us to go over there. I wouldn't go unless they allowed us to take our gummies and take old oh, 1,500 people to the smoking room before we'd go in and cut the ribbon and do anything, right? Yeah. And that happened. But they brought Marie Claire up and said, this is Marie Claire. She's hosting it, right? I didn't know from a bar or so. <laughs> and she's going to be your host. I said, whoa, hold on a minute. What do you mean my host? Well, she's going to be doing this. And, excuse me. Gently, quietly, respectfully, there's men's places, women's places, but I don't want to look up my shoulder. I want to breathe. I want to be able to move. But you want to know something? These big mob of people getting around, my sons are mad, I'm talking, doing some dancing and talking, and I want to get away. And I went over in the corner. You ever been in a big group of people who feel eyes looking at you? Well, I felt his eyes looking at me, and I turned around, and that was her. She took her head the other way. And I said, Smith, you're about building bridges. <laughs> go and mend it and create that bridge for this lady. So I turned around and I'm looking at her and I'm walking at her. And she kept looking through and looking at her. I wouldn't look me in the eye till I st- stand in front of her. And I went like that. I threw it, threw it in your truck. She pulled her foot back. I thought I was going to jump on her toe. <laughs> then I went like, I'm going to bench your nose. It took us 10 minutes before all these signs, goodness knows what to relate and understand one. You know what she said to me? What? We. I said, my God, I don't want to go to the toilet. We. But in the language, we means yes. Ah. <laughs> so in the end, we had a saying, who's looking, not looking, and you're looking. Guess what? What? Three months, maybe, so she comes off, she sent 40-odd people and women out to take a bush. Ah. Yeah. Then she sent uh, some youth, young young Raphael, in about 11, 16, 17. Take them out. Yeah. And Stockholm, 20-odd people, elderly people who come from Stockholm, we're talking about camping out, sharing these sites. Yeah. Sharing what we're talking about. Yeah. Done all those things, right? I could keep going, but we'll be sun up in the morning. <laughs> well, it's been great to hear some of the history. This is history and some of your stories. So we're so thankful for you sharing that with us. Yeah. I just want to say Marabayama to all those people, past and present, that was a part of this advancement and this goodwill and building bridges and bringing peoples together for the better and goodwill and advancement and health and well-being of our mob, young and old, so we can survive and walk this community without losing our basic individual rights or our identity. Preach. As one. Solid. So good. Thanks for listening to Newcastle's First Storytellers. Always was, always will be. If you enjoyed our story, be sure to rate and review us wherever you listen. This has been a Newcastle Libraries Real Production.